Hello and welcome back to Hat Chats, the good news podcast. My name is Hamish Adams-Cairns, your host, and in this week's episode, I'm joined by Ben Holdstock. Now, Ben is a guy I was introduced to by Sam Schumacher from the One Wave episode a few episodes back, so do give that a listen uh, if you haven't done so before. They grew up together, so whatever the hell was going on in the water around where they grew up was obviously doing the right thing because they're both brilliant, brilliant people. So to tell you a little bit about Ben, Ben is the head brewer and co-founder of Heaps Normal, um, which is one of Australia's newest non-alcoholic beer companies. Um, And they're basically going about trying to tackle Australia's drinking habits and culture in a kind of a new and inventive way that I've found very inspiring. You know, it's not only done by creating an incredible tasting non-alcoholic beer, which are hard to come by, trust me, um, but also by effectively not hitting us over the head with it. They're not telling us that drinking is bad and non-alcoholic drinking is good. It's more about mindful drinking and just being more conscious of what we're drinking and how we're going about drinking. Um, So I don't want to bastardise too much of what he says because he'll say it much more eloquently and with more um, intellect and insight than I could possibly do. Here's a little bit of what we've got coming up in this week's episode. Our approach has been not to preach sobriety but to sort of the mind the mindful drinking practice where you you might have a night off you might have an alcoholic beer and then non-alcoholic beer or you might have a week week off really really a personal thing like everyone is different and i think that's sort of represented in in the four of us our different approaches to drinking and and we sort of wanted that to carry through in our messaging as well not to not to prescribe a sort of a way to drink to people knowing that everyone's so different plenty more of that coming up let's get on with the podcast Welcome to the show. Thanks, Hamish. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for being here. How's things? Real good. Yeah. <laughs> it seems fitting to me that this conversation that's about to happen is going on between a Brit and an Aussie. <laughs> All right. We are two countries who are weirdly proud of our drinking habits and culture, where the grey area between being laid back and enjoying a drink and having issues with drinking is a blurry line, right? Um, and I love the fact that yeah, Heaps, Heaps Normal effectively describes itself as an independent, non-alcoholic beer company, creating the new normal when it comes to mindful drinking. So do you think we've gotten to a point where we are effectively mindlessly drinking? Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely in Australia and, and from what I've heard in Britain as yeah. well, we've, um, I guess we're at a point where we've sort of forgotten why we're drinking in the first place. and. I guess we've been pretty open about the fact that we believe that Australia's drinking culture is a bit broken. Um, and like, I'm, I'm the first to say that I still enjoy a beer. I'm not mm-hmm. a brewer and I love, I love drinking. So um, I'm definitely not pr- trying to preach sobriety, but we do, we do think that there is an issue with binge drinking and the way it affects society and health and stuff more broadly. So, you know, we, we, we sort of wanted to address that by making a beer that really does taste like a full strength beer mm-hmm. without the booze and, and try and try and affect a small change in that culture. Well, in that way, I think you actually have the hardest job in the world. Okay? <laughs> you've taken on something where you've got to create a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good. Mm. And in my experience so far, that beer does not exist. So mm. this could be it, this could be the first. Um, and the second one is how do you make non-alcoholic beer cool, right? Yeah. 
like you've touched upon, Aussie's like a drink, Brit's like a drink. Mm. Selling something that is the taste without the effect is a, is a hard sell, I imagine. So, I mean, one of the things that sort of drew me to, to Heaps Normal, I guess, is, is the story behind it. Um, so before we really get into it, you know, I know that it's your desire as a company that we create better stories that we actually remember through having nights out where we don't exactly, yeah. drink ourselves into a stupor, right? Yeah. Um, and also, you're one of the four creators of this company. All of you who've got different relationships with alcohol exactly, yeah. throughout your lives. Could you tell us a little bit about, for sure, about yeah. yourself and, and, the other, and the other three? Yeah, so Heaps Normal was founded by four friends, mm -hmm. um, some of which have been in the brewing industry for quite a, quite a while. Um, and some of which come from different backgrounds. And I guess the, the common link is that we all sort of wanted to reduce our alcohol intake by some amount for, for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, the four co-founders are myself, uh, Andy Miller, whose background is in, in marketing and his sort of, uh, I guess, approach to the whole Michael drinking thing is around cultural change. He's really interested in, in how how that plays out across across cultures and, and um, I guess products and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Pete, uh, Pete Brennan, he's he's um, he's a head of brand. He's a designer by trade, and he's 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 been pretty open. He's he's he doesn't have a good relationship with alcohol. He he grew up in 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 a, in a family with some alcohol problems, mm -hmm. and he he basically doesn't want to drink, um, he, but he still you know he still wants. He still wants to be able to enjoy a beer with in a social setting, but he, he wants to he wants to be productive. You know, he's, he's got two kids and he runs his own, another business as well. So he, he really his approach is is trying to it's a personal thing for him, I think, mm -hmm. um, quite different. And then Geordie Smith, the pro surfer, who who's trying to win a world title, and he wants to his I guess his angle is like really performance based. You know, like not being out, not drinking, and seeing seeing how far he can push himself on that really pro athlete level which is pretty interesting as well and for me personally like being a brewer working in craft beer for the last decade i still love a beer but i guess what i love more is the experience around drinking and hanging out with friends and socializing and so i want to be able to do that still but still do all the other things that i, I really enjoy in life so being able to do that and drink a bit less at the end of the night for me is a, is a big win and i think i want to be able to i want to drink a beer that i actually enjoy like uh, that's still a really big big important thing for me a flavorsome beer like i don't want to drink Colton zero or a soft drink or something <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. like I, I want to drink something that tastes hoppy that's an, like an ipa and xpa so so that's that was sort of my approach to to make a beer that I, personally i'd still enjoy drinking so two of the four of you don't drink effectively yeah at all at yeah. the moment um and you know i still still enjoy beer and that i guess that's our approach is, has been not to preach sobriety but to sort of the mind the mindful drinking practice where you you might have a night off you might have an alcoholic beer and then non-alcoholic beer or you might have a week week off really really a personal thing like everyone is different and i think that's sort of represented in in the four of us our different approaches to drinking and and we sort of wanted that to carry through in our messaging as well not to not to prescribe a sort of a way to drink to people knowing that everyone's so different mm. in their approach so how did the four of you effectively come together? How did this whole thing start? So Andy and I met whilst working at Young Henry's, um, another craft brewery in Sydney. Um, he and Pete met in, uh, in that capacity too. Pete was, a, he's, as I said, he's a designer and he, I think, he, he was gonna do some work with Young Henry's at some point, it didn't sort of happen. And that's how they met. They stayed in touch, even though um, there was no working relationship there. And so Pete grew up in South Africa and he, he's really good friends with Geordie Smith. They grew up surfing together. Mm -hmm. um, and 
he fought Jordy in that way. So it was two different sets of mates come together. Exactly, yeah. And this was in 2018, right? End of 2018, yeah. And probably took about a year for it all to come together. Um, pretty slow, it, definitely a slow process, lots of chats and working out things. And I think, yeah, ended, it's, it's confusing now. So it's, <laughs> I think it took, it probably took really about exist. a year and a half to yeah. sort of get the business off the ground properly. Um, and we launched in July 2020. Right. Oh, wow. July 2020. Okay, so yeah. it was right in the middle of, right in the middle of, COVID, of yeah. this whole game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a cat about to walk behind you. You can ignore that. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> a, new, a new friend to the garden. Um, so what's, what sort of triggered it for you from being... So you're a brewer. You've been in it for 10 years. You've worked amongst others at, at Young Henry's, which is obviously one of the big ones here. Yeah. What flipped it over from you going, I want to work in a non-alcoholic beer rather than an alcoholic one? And what are the challenges that that involves you know how how mm. different is the brewing process um it took me a while to get my head around the idea of brewing alcohol free beer because it's such a it is a small category in australia and it's not it's not really in the mainstream mm -hmm. psyche yet um yeah it was, a, it was a weird one for me because i'm just trying to articulate it properly like the more I thought about it, the more I realized this is something I wanted to be involved in mm -hmm. from a personal level of um, how, it, how it could sort of c contribute positively to society and sort of give back a little bit. I know that sounds quite lofty, but um, I guess 10 years working, working in booze, it can get a little bit depressing, you know, drinking all the time and thinking about the fact that essentially we are, we are making a product that isn't you know, it can be really fun, it can be mm -hmm. really great and contribute some cool things, but it also can do a bit of bad. And thinking about that, I think it was, it was, it was something that I was interested in because it allowed me to still, still brew beer, which I really love doing, and the whole culture around that, but at the same time, has have a slightly more positive edge to it. Mm -hmm. So it was a moral, a moral sort of response? Well, a little bit, yeah, but at the same time, it was also a real, a real technical challenge for me. Um, and that, that really excited me. Like brewing alcohol-free beer is hard. Definitely yes. harder than normal beer for sure. Um, the alcohol contributes a lot of body, a lot of mouthfeel. It interacts with the hop oils differently. So the flavor of alcohol-free beer, as you as you've said, is it's pretty lacking for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can change that. <laughs> well, I want to get into that because like, this is, we've got quite XBA here, which is the heaps normal, the first of your beers. Um, I know it says on, the, on, on your website that you had to effectively redesign the brewing process yeah. to create this. Mm. So for the brewers and the beer heads listening and watching this, who I imagine short bearded, <laughs> small beanie hats, who really want to get into the nitty gritty <laughs> of sure. how you actually yep. made this and mm. what is so challenging about making this. Um, what do you mean by redesigning the brewing process? Okay, so I mean, it's, it's a little bit technical, but without the alcohol in the, in the liquid, um, it can be beer would be very thin tasting, very watery. Mm -hmm. So that 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 body has to be has to be replaced through, I guess, the carbohydrate profile. So so I guess just trying to explain it in a, in a sort of straightforward way. That's all right. You it, can it, you can get you can get nerdy in this bit. You can get techy yeah, if you want cool. to. Um, so I guess what I tried to do is create a, a carbohydrate profile in the in the beer with enough complex like long chain molecules that that um gave the liquid 
sufficient body and flavor uh, without without being sweet. So that was probably, that's the challenge, making it not, not too sweet, but also not too thin. Mm-hmm. And finding that balance without the alcohol, that, that, that's a big challenge. The other, the other side of it is the fermentation. Um, most alcohol-free beers made by like the big brewers had, are de-alcoholized. So they're, they're brewed like a normal beer and then the alcohol is removed either through um, vacuum distillation, so it's boiled off, or through reverse osmosis, so it's, it's filtered out. So we, we don't have access to that technology. And secondly, we didn't really want to use it either because we sort of felt that it takes a lot of flavor out with it as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we've brewed with a, with a special yeast strain that produces a trace amount, I guess similar to kombucha maybe, mm-hmm. um, 0.4% alcohol, which is basically nothing. Yep. Um, that's the, the final al- alcohol after fermentation. So it's, it's a trace, trace amount. Yep. Similar to what you'd probably find in like a ripe banana or something like lots of foods actually contain alcohol yeah yeah, yeah. yogurt you, you don't realize that yeah. yeah um so i guess it was the, the combination of of, of changing the, the brewing process um using the raw materials slightly differently the the mash the grist the, the cereal components and then also that combined with a, a special strain of yeast that sort of selectively ferments and using that in conjunction with the, the type of sugars that we want to produce in the, in the brewing process. Are there other beers brewing it that way? Or yep, there are a few in Australia doing that now as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. But the big ones, the, sort of the Becks and all of those guys... Yeah, they'll, they'll be de yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I've tasted those. I mentioned, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned, yeah. In 2015, I took a year off booze and I thought I'm going to become the connoisseur of non-alcoholic beer. And I mentioned I had a Becks brew in the first week and I didn't touch... And an alcoholic beer it's at a, 11 it, months. It's a bummer that that's probably the experience of lots of people when they're first, you know, making a foray into alcohol-free beer. Yeah. They'll, they'll drink like a Colton Zero or something and they'll be like, oh, this is, no, nah, this is not going to work. Do you rate any non-alcoholic beers that you've had prior to this? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I, I, like, I don't mind the Heineken Zero. I think that that's made pretty well. Yeah. It tastes like a Heineken. It's pretty good. Um, I really like the Sober beers. That They're another Australian brewery up in Queensland. They make some really interesting products. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there? There's... Upflow another another mob down in Victoria doing some, some cool beers. So yeah, there's a few yeah. around now. Amazing. Yeah. Because yeah, it seems it's not something you see an awful lot in, in a pub. You mentioned there's no. not a huge market for it. But I, f- I do feel as if we are, as a whole sort of culture, becoming more interested in these non-alcoholic options. I think five, ten years ago, it was soft drinks or fruit juices. You know, that mm. was it. Whereas now, yeah. like you mentioned kombucha, um, I've done a bit of work with Seedlip. Like there are more yeah, options out sure. there, but it seems as if non-alcoholic beer hasn't exploded onto the market in a pub or in a bar in the same way that those perhaps no, have. No, definitely not. How no, do you not in Australia anyway. I think are there other countries that are... That are well, I think in America and in Europe, alcohol-free beer has been around for a while and mm-hmm. it's a little bit more mainstream. I think see, people like Seed Lip and Liars and alcohol-free spirits have paved the way a bit for the, the concept here. But yeah, conceptually, it's, it's hard for people to get their head around it mm. in Australia. And it might be the same in Britain, I'm not sure. But uh, when we first started, we... We brewed a, we did about six months of trials at home before we sort of happy with the product and to make sure we could we could do it within spec. Then we did a, a commercial trial of blank cans mm-hmm. um, at, at down at Brick Lane where we brew. Um, we didn't sell them. We just basically made 50 cases and we we handed them out to a bunch of friends and, and family and stuff just to get people's feedback to see see what it was like. And it was it was a funny response. Like a lot of times you'd speak to people and they'd be like, "What's the point?" alcohol-free beer it takes yeah. i think it took a while to, for people well, it's still taking a while for people to get their head around mm-hmm. around it the the cool thing is once people taste it 
you can see it sort of click and they're like, oh, this is this tastes like a beer. Like, and then they can sort of see when when they think they would enjoy it. So, have you ever tried doing it as a blind test and not tell people it's not alcoholic? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, uh, has it fooled people effectively? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a few people for awesome. sure. Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, it's probably like a mid strength, or some people think it's strength beer mm -hmm. which is which is really great that's a good sign yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> but it's funny you know when, when people say what's the point and I, th I was thinking about that in the sort of building up for this episode people say what's the point in non-alcoholic beer i think look at decaf coffee yeah well, decaf coffee i read yesterday is estimated to be worth 2.8 billion as an industry by 2027 yeah okay not everyone loves the taste of coffee in the same way not everyone loves the taste of beer when they first mm. start drinking it mm. but people are into it for the effects Sure. So if not alcoholic beer, you just follow the decaf world. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be laughing. Yeah. We're we'll doing this from your magic yeah. in five years. Exactly. Um, but no, I mean, you touched on it. You know, I said at the, at the top, you've got the hardest job in the world, which is encouraging people to, to like non alcoholic beer. You know, and I, yeah. I've stood in Dan Murphy's on a Friday night trying to sell seed lip. Yeah. And I've been told where to go. Yeah, quite totally. Often, you know? So you've, like you've I, taken that Like on. I sort of said, our approach is not trying to sort of sell sobriety as as our sort of goal like you know we i think we just want we want to encourage people to think more about drinking that's all and if they can if they can do that and then enjoy a heaps of normal beer and then a normal beer you know one for one or something that's that's awesome yeah i think that's sort of why i find what you're doing inspiring and in that you've seen that there's a problem in the australian drinking culture similar to, to britain yeah um and rather than just smash us over the head by saying everyone should be sober it's more sort of yeah traveling alongside us to gently totally. guide just, us towards just a different approach to drinking and like saying everyone should be sober that is just unrealistic mm -hmm. and also people don't want to be sober like it's totally fine to drink alcohol still i think um i think just having a little bit more more thought around it is probably probably healthy mm -hmm. that's all absolutely plus then you can drink beer at 5 a.m or Could. 10 a.m on driving, the way to work yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is always a buzz which is always a buzz um you, then, you definitely feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I know. I've been there. I've been there. You cracked it in front of... Well, I guess you work with people. Now, if you, in a normal office, crack a beer at that time, see the, see the looks you get. We'll come in smelling a beer and go, no, nah, it's not an alcoholic. It's not on me. Pregnant women. <laughs> exactly. Well, we couldn't, we couldn't sort of go for a podcast without mentioning COVID. Mm. Um, so at a time where I imagine people's drinking has gone through the roof um, and bottle shop sales have every booze imaginable has, has probably exploded. Yeah, for sure. How have you found launching a non-alcoholic beer during that time be? You know, how, how have you... It was a bit scary at first, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Bring our first batch in July 2020, right in the middle of like COVID and lockdowns in New South Wales and Victoria. Um, we sort of intentionally uh, held off approaching a lot of on-premise venues, pubs and bars and stuff because, mm -hmm. well, firstly, mostly closed. Secondly, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't want to sort of, man, they, they were going through hard, hard times and we didn't want to sort of hassle them. So we, we focused on off-premise. We focused on retail and also our direct-to-consumer channel on our website, which has been really good. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're still sort of, we're still learning. I mean, and we're still reacting. There's, venues are still, you know, quite conservative with, with ordering and stuff at the moment because they could be closed next week and course, no, no yeah. one knows what's going on. So so it's definitely been a weird time, but um, yeah, I think I think what what we what we did right was just being flexible in our approach and, and being able to being able to shift our focus to 
retail or online sales mm-hmm. or, or back to back to on-premise um, hopefully that's that's a, a segment we can grow in the new year like actual pubs and yep. venues and stuff but um, yeah intentionally sort of left it left it a bit quiet in but in terms of actually shifting units yeah is retail where it's at in terms of getting this sold in comparison to a bar or a pub I think for us yeah definitely yeah. because like we were saying it's still a new concept for people people go to the pub to, to drink alcohol mm-hmm. and there'll, there'll always be a couple of people that go and have a non-alcoholic bit drink but for the most part I think going to the pub is when you you go there to drink beer or wine or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah retail and and we've had we've had really good success with like specialty bottle shops um, places like PNV in Newtown and Winona up in Manly like really offering premium products and really good service that they've been really good for us people going there for for specifically to buy our product mm-hmm. and also online retailers of alcohol-free products as well um, where people are specifically seeking us out that that's been really good for us so that was probably pretty lucky to get in yeah 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 how does that actually work do you literally walk the streets knocking on doors of bottle shops and you know I do yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what other people do like I like I was saying before my background's in brewing so I have been doing a, a bit of a lot of the sales heaps normal and <laughs> yeah that's kind of what I do um, it's probably a better way <laughs> it's a challenging game I, my <laughs> first job here was Rebody Kombucha and I yeah, had to go right. knock on 30 cafe doors a day yeah. and just say please it's pretty <laughs> please tough, take it? it you know and it's a lot of no's a lot of rejection yeah. it's a lot of particularly I had no personal connection to the thing that I was selling this is literally your baby I yeah. imagine the nose sticking a bit more a little bit <laughs> took it pretty hard the first few times but then yeah uh, I got a bit of a thick skin now it's fine true people are, not everyone's ready for it it's totally cool and are there are there any <laughs> online websites that are specifically we just sell a variety of non-alcoholic yeah, beers there's, there's, there's a lot popping up so mm. there's Craft Zero they're a big one yeah there's Alco Free there's Sands Drinks they're all dedicated alcohol free online retailers stocking beer wine and spirits and yeah, they've been really good for us. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah. There's a whole world of people out there that, that buy from them, which is cool. Amazing. And they're all Australian-based? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. We're, yeah, we're, we're, all, we're only Australian-based for now. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't sold outside of Australia. Cool. Oh, amazing. And then, sort of, what is... How does... How does this grow? You know, when you're, when you're still a young company, effectively, mm. how do you go about... I mean, you mentioned just before we start recording, you have... Although you're the head brewer, you've got... A million different hats you know mm, mm. so are you you mentioned going into bottle shops and, and independent owners and, and also um you know are you funding are you trying to get in, you know um, approaching investors you know how what, is, what does yeah. a day-to-day look like um probably should yeah i should have mentioned before we we actually we have just recently got funding mm-hmm. um brilliant well not not a huge amount but a little bit basically to give us a bit of working capital because it's a super capital intensive business like you know Fronting up the money for a production run of beer is a lot, and we've got to ship it and store it, and we're not going to—we don't see the return on that money for up to 60 days or whatever. So we right. we need a bit of money in the bank to, to actually to run. Um, so we we actually we went through um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but a program called Startmate, okay, um, which is traditionally I guess been more associated with te- the tech industry, and I guess I guess it's a probably like you'd call it like a business accelerator, 12-week program with a bunch of mentors and. Um, a bunch of courses and um, at the end of that I guess the goal is to, to really sort of grow the business and to to make to get investment as well mm-hmm. so we were we did that which was really cool and we, we did get a we did um, do a small round of investment at the end and we got that funding 
at the end of 2020, mm -hmm. which is which is really the idea being to help us grow. So we had to hire a couple of people to help with sales and operations and stuff, um, actually give us a bit of a marketing budget and continue production. Mm -hmm. Are you looking to develop a sort of second beer yeah, or absolutely. is it the moment to sell this one? Yeah, as well? yeah no, definitely. Um, we're, we're, we're actually developing one now for release in March, which will be pretty exciting. And then hopefully another one um, later in 2020, towards Amazing. the end of the year, yeah. To keep you posted on it. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. And then what's, what's the yeah. dream? You know? what, what does Heaps Normal look like in 10 years? Yeah, cool. The dream um, for me is definitely to open up our own brewery um, somewhere up here in Sydney, mm -hmm. um, probably within sort of 12 to 18 months. So we've got a, you know, we've got a home base HQ where we, we're making all our beers in-house. We've got a venue people can come and, come and visit and mm -hmm. um, you know, we, can, we can have events out of there and really have that as our home. Um, and as part of that, continue to grow the business to, to really, I guess, put, see, see heaps normal, like all over the place, like, like a normal beer. Like, mm -hmm. I guess that, that the ultimate goal is to, is to normalize um, alcohol-free beers so that you can go into any pub and if, if you want, you can order an alcohol-free beer. And we, we just want to, I guess, be part of that, that movement awesome. and really push that, that idea. I don't know if this is a silly question or not, but obviously at the moment it's in a can. Mm. Can you get non-alcoholic beer on tap like you would in, in an ordinary pub? Um, not at the moment, but it, it is something we're, we're working on. Mm -hmm. it, there's a few challenges around dispensing draft um, alcohol-free beer. One, there's no, because there's no alcohol in it, it, it freezes in the lines quite easily. Right, yeah, so It'll yeah. pour like a slushy out of the tap, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a little bit annoying. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's the main one. We've got we to gotta figure out that, how to actually dispense it in, in a in a way that'll work for, for most venues. It's something we were actually discussing this week. We're really, yeah. trying to work out how we can get around it. It would be cool, but I think also it would be a slow mover at a lot of pubs. Mm -hmm. um, so go think, off or go just sit there growing dust on it. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, that was part of, just going back to what you were saying before around launching in the middle of COVID was having one product and just one packaging format was probably a real advantage because the business was simple. We didn't have four products, two different packaging formats for each product. Like that really allowed us just to focus on one thing. And it was, I think, really lucky that we didn't launch off the bat with, you know, two or three different products. The only reason I said that is because, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, one of the challenges I imagine is, is making this cool, you know, making mm, this mm. normal. And I guess the way that a lot of non-alcoholic drinks seem to do it is you just disguise yourself as an alcoholic drink you know mm. seed lip looks mm. like a gin and tonic in, mm. a, in a pub you know people drinking kombucha yeah a kombucha bottle kind of looks like a beer bottle anyway totally and people make cocktails out of kombucha so you could say yeah it's, it's mm. got fog, fogger in it mm. um, so sort of conning everyone is a way to be invisible at the pub and, and having it on tap is would be that's the one right like that you i'll just grab a hips normal and pour it off a tap it's in a glass looks yeah. like a beer tastes like a beer yeah because we've all been in situations where we've been peer pressured or totally. given a bit of stick for uh, I've ordered heaps normal at a bar and asked them to pour it in a glass. Yeah. Sometimes, depending on you know if I'm out and I just I don't want I don't want to have to answer the question. Yeah. You know, but I think our can design I'm pretty proud of it. Pete did a really great job. Mm -hmm. um, it looks really cool, and I think I hope people are, are happy just to hold it. It looks kind of like a beer, and yeah. like just sort of you know holds its own amongst other beers. But but it is an interesting point, you know. Sometimes it's easier to actually just have a beer if people are constantly asking you, "Oh, like, why aren't you drinking?" Like exactly. So I think yeah, it is important for it to, to look and feel like an actual beer. Well, that's why yeah, the year that I gave up, I found it easy because people say, "Why aren't you drinking?" I said, 
I get off for charity. People like callbacks for charity. There's good. no follow-up questions. You're all right. <laughs> so if anyone out there needs a, a get out of jail free card excuse, that one seems to work. That's a good one. But otherwise, yeah, just giving up because because you don't want to drink on a night out is hard. You know, people give you stick, and I guess yeah. that is part of the problem that we're talking about with mm. Australia and Britain totally. with this drinking culture is you get stick for not drinking yeah. a night out. Which you've got to explain insane. yourself, and it's like it's you're the odd one out. Yeah, so, I mean, shouldn't be like that. No, if you don't want to drink it. It's like going to a cafe and getting a, I don't know, a milkshake instead of a coffee. Like, no one's going to really ask Give you. you stick. It's, like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And can you see Australia, England, wherever, would, you know, for the moment, Australia, um, becoming more, you know, drink away? Have they, has it gotten better in the last 10 years? Can you see us slowly becoming more, more aware? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think there's a whole movement of people that are more concerned with health especially younger people um, and I think alongside that people other ourselves and other brewers that are making products that actually are good um, and working working in that the craft brewing space I think I think we can like actually contribute a change I, th I don't see why not to be honest mm -hmm. we, I mean yeah I, it's in, I know it's important cultural cultural uh, part of our and probably the British society too, you know, going, going to the pub and that, that, I guess that, that, that has to stay as a, as a thing people do. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to do that with an alcohol free beer, being able to have that social connection that, you know, that tether, tethering to, to your community. Um, as long as we can maintain that, I don't see why not. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing, is it? Going to the pub is fun because of the environment. Yeah. It's fun because of the people. Yeah. The drink is mm. spice to that it's situation, you know? It's not necessarily the heartbeat of the fun, you know? Exactly, it's just yeah. That's how I like to think about it, you know? Like, we're not, we're not going to the pub to drink. We're, we're drinking at the pub, but the reason we're there is for the social connection, you know? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the true reason we go. Well, I think you guys are doing an awesome job. You know, there's four of you, mates, all with interesting stories, surrounding alcohol you've got pro surfer which is always handy when you want to push something cool and i think actually using using a sportsman is, is key i think in terms of promoting not drinking because they're you know they're fit they're cool yeah. they're in the limelight for sure they don't drink for, for athletic reasons which will definitely get a load of men and women interested mm. um so yeah I'm, i've i've always choose my guests for this show carefully i want to choose people that i believe are doing something inspiring in the hope that it will inspire anyone that listens or, or watches it. Um, and I think what you guys are doing is awesome because it's it's not just, like I said, telling us off for drinking. <laughs> it's uh, trying to educate us and trying to help us help ourselves effectively by um, introducing us to a way to do it more morally responsibly and still with a delicious product. <laughs> cool, um, thanks, so man. thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Amish. Thank you for creating heaps. Normal. Where, where can people find you? Um, most uh, good independent bottle shops around around town, also on our website as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably the easiest way, depending on where you live. Yeah, but there's a stockers map on our website, so you can always have a look what's near you, and all, and if not, just yeah, reach out to us, and we'll, we'll be able to sort you out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Hamish. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers, mate.
Well, that was my chat with Ben Holdstock. I hope you got out of it as much as I did. I really, really enjoyed sitting down with him, and I think there's a lot to learn. Definitely go out there and buy some Heaps Normal beer. Um, I'm not just saying this, it's genuinely a good tasting one, and there are a lot of bad tasting ones. I'm sure you know, if you've tasted a non-alcoholic beer, that there are some shockers, um, and Heaps Normal is genuinely a goodie. So go out there and give it a try. Obviously, like and subscribe and share and watch it on YouTube and all the various bits um, which can help spread this, uh, spread the good news about this podcast, which is basically what we're trying to do here um, amongst some pretty dark times for a lot of people. So thanks for listening and join us next week or the week after or whenever I get around to it for the next episode of Hack Chats.